Welcome back to X Minutes. My name is Brian. I'm Wolf. And this is the podcast that takes the longest running superhero franchise today without a reboot, X-Men, and breaks down one extraordinary minute at a time. This is minute 58 of X-Men 1, and Wolf, what happened? So, it's still a standoff between the police, Charles, and Eric. Eric has fired that weapon directly at the police officer's head. The bullet is steady spinning in the middle of his head, causing him great pain. So we start this minute off with Eric saying, care to press your luck, Charles? And he cocks all the guns at once. Every single gun pointed at the cops. He cocks them all. He says, I don't think I can stop them all. Meaning, if you don't let me go, I'm going to kill all these cops right now at the same time. Now, what I find funny is he could probably stop them all, um, but... Being and I know exactly how he could, not pulling the triggers. <laughs> exactly. That'd be the best way. You know? A great defense is a perfect offense. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so, um, finally, after that gun cock, the stakes are very high, I must say, at this point. Charles, how do we not have a B-movie series called Guncock? <laughs> gun, gun cock. Seems so obvious. That's some Robert Rodriguez shit right there. Oh my but god! Now we need well, uh, from, before gun cock. We need machete in space. If that's I was even. gonna say it would be the double feature of machete in space and gun cock. <laughs> A guy with a, a gun for a cock. Um, well, he already did that a couple times. <laughs> at around 18 seconds, Charles releases Sabretooth and uh, Toad, who both look incredibly confused as to what the fuck just happened. Be like blacking out for like 15 minutes and then coming to like, the fuck happened? Why is my hand around the boss's neck? Yeah, right. Like, he hates when I call him Eric. What the fuck is going to happen now? <laughs> it's like, why is my hand around the boss's neck? This isn't private time. Oh, God. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of find this interesting when it comes to uh, certain villains. It's like villains, you see it like with the Joker as well. It's like he wants to push the hero to that point of killing, even if it means killing him. After uh, Sabretooth releases him, Magneto says, still willing, still unwilling willing to make sacrifices and it's like you'd be the sacrifice but you know he knows what kind of do i mean they've known each other for a very long time so he knows what kind of dude charles is uh, i mean but also he could be sacrificing the life of the police in order to get toad to walk away yeah i could yeah and uh you, you could like because the worst case scenario in this situation eric kills all the police but also, like, what? Eric could just take all those guns, shoot Sabretooth to hell, shoot Toad to hell, get, like, have the empty guns lift Rogue up and lift him up. <laughs> that, <laughs> like, <right. laughs> what? And then just fly off into... Uh, it, Charles was never winning in this scenario. Yeah. No matter what. But, like... Fuck you, Eric, for making it seem like he could have. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, at 28 seconds, you see the shame in, in, in um, Charles on his face. And, and you can notice in the uh, uh, in the background, Jean is looking at Charles. What do you think that look is? It's at 28 seconds. Is, do you think she's more disappointed that he didn't just snap Magneto's neck? Or 
Do you think that she's disappointed that he he saved the lives of a few cops when he could have saved Rogue and everyone else? I think when she's looking at Charles in that moment, her only thought is, this handsome man. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's just like, what's going to happen in this situation? When the helicopter shows up, she's surprised. She gets a look at it. Yeah. I think she was there to drive the car because Charles couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Jean, Jean, are you you busy? I need you to drive me down to the train station. Jean Gray, stop making my jeans gray and drive me down. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Professor, you're not wearing jeans. Hush. Yes, because they're gray. Who wears gray jeans? We need to give Cyclops and Storm... Okay, first off, well, I guess it makes sense. I was going to say, if they gave... uh, Like, wait, it doesn't make sense. I was originally going to say, if they gave Cyclops and Storm a ride down, how are they going to pick up Rogue and Wolverine? But Wolverine stole the motorcycle, so that's fine. But also, like, why are they there? You know? Logan's able to get enough of a head start going 100 miles an hour that he can have, like, a good amount of time, like, good enough amount of time time with Rogue alone while Cyclops and Storm are already there, but they're not making any headway in terms of finding Rogue. Why did Xavier and Jean drive down at all? This has to be at least a 20-30 minute ride, you know, mm. considering how going 100 miles an hour gave him a few minutes extra time. It's like... like- what? Why? Why? Why would they have been there? They. The answer is they wouldn't have. But also, if you disagree, please say so. <laughs> Do you think that? Well, I mean, if this were to happen, what I'm about to say, it wouldn't have moved the story along the same way. But what if Logan finds Rogue? The stakes are very high immediately. He gets her out of there, throws her on the back of the motorcycle, and a chase scene between Magneto and a helicopter ensues. That'd be kind of cool. But we wouldn't get this awesome back and forth with Charles and Eric. We wouldn't get the mind control. We wouldn't get the the sweet cop scene. Um, Yeah. And then uh, also, like, Magneto would just be like, thank you, motorcycle. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to shake Wolverine off with my left hand and pick up the motorcycle with Rogue on my right. It's Um, like easy. in, In this point in time in filmmaking and with the director at hand, I would say that would probably end up being just as good as the motorcycle versus helicopter fight scene in X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> There's potential, but I don't think they would have delivered and that, might as well lean on the philosophical debate angle of this franchise than the like, action. I think what killed it for me in the movie, besides the CGI clause, was that helicopter scene when he takes his claw and he strikes it on the ground in x-men origins wolverine yeah it's like yeah how much how much flint is is uh is in that rubble you know to just spark like that Um, i don't know i don't i'm not a not a geologist is that what geologists do do they study the earth i'm not sure Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but anywho this escape 
is pretty badass. I really like, even in X2, X-Men United, this kind of is like a, a, a pre-bridge scene. I think this escape kind of like um, paved the way for like the writer's room to be like, you know what? How are we going to go bigger and better with Magneto's transportation? Because at around 37 is when we see Rogue first come in. She lands at fucking government helicopter. Wait, you said Rogue came in. Oh, sorry. I meant Mystique. And it's also, you said X2, but then mentioned the bridge. Are you talking about the bridge in X3, or is there something else in X2 that I'm forgetting about? Um, Was that X3, or was that X... Uh, the I, Golden Gate Bridge was in X3, because they wanted to get to Alcatraz Island, where the cure was. And what the hell... Yeah, I was thinking of X3 then. And what the hell happened in X2? <laughs> X2, they end up fleeing because the mansion is raided and then Mm. they have to get rid of some fighter pilots with some tornadoes and they don't steer quite as well as they could and they almost crash in the middle of the forest, but Magneto goes, and then they go camping. Yeah. And Jean Grey makes out with Logan. Surprise, that's Mystique. Yeah, it was Jean Grey, and then it was Storm she turned into. I mean, that was actually kind of cool. When I was younger and I was watching that, I was like, why didn't he just get with Mystique? But You're such a horny <laughs> little kid. I was. I was very... Why doesn't he go with Mystique? She could be anyone. Anyone. She could be the blob for him. <laughs> Want to like, find out but... what it's like to have sex with Charles? <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, Char- Char- what are you gonna do with Charles's legs? Because he doesn't have a healing factor. You know, it's like if you, if um, I mean, because Mystique was clearly into into Logan, it, but if Logan and, and Mystique were to were to get together and settle down and start to experiment sexually with her being different people, they would run out of shit and they would start doing weird shit. 